Well, good day, folks. This is Ren from One Small Step. So stoked that you could join us again this week. Um, you know we speak everything procurement, supply chain, leadership, internal culture, and I always add a little bit of rugby. I really want to talk rugby this week because South Africa beat Scotland and the Irish gave the All Blacks a hiding, which I'm really <laughs> happy about. So I'd love to spend the next half an hour dissecting those games, but that's not why you're here, so, so we'll carry on. Um, I'm so stoked that uh, today we're joined by Anthony Vieira from S2P Consulting. Thank you so much for joining us, bud. Sure, no problem. Good Great. to be here. Awesome. Uh, Anthony, by way of introduction, would you mind sharing with us a bit of your personal and professional journey up to this point? All right, Leah, let, let's talk a uh, personal journey and, and then we get into professional. So I'm the proud father of three children and uh, married to my wife for over 21 years, which I think for me is the greatest achievement that I've uh, ever accomplished being married so long <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and having uh, three kids uh, anybody who's had kids will know that um, they can cause your hair to fall out and by the way I am bald so <laughs> I have four bless you brother <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah so that's yeah from a personal side happily married um, from a professional sort of journey uh, sort of finished school and uh, not quite sure what I wanted to do actually uh, so I Flipped over in the, into the newspaper, and in those days, you look for jobs in newspapers, not on you know, not on the web. Yeah. Um, and kind of was going through, thinking, okay, what can I do? And I, I had a look, and I saw that a lot of the jobs uh, were around IT, mm. uh, and not knowing much about IT, I, I thought, okay, well, you know, let, let me let me have a bash at that. So mm. did a did an IQ test, and kind of found that I had a knack for it. So um, studied studied programming, COBOL, actually, to be exact. No, that gives my age away, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, did uh, did COBOL and um, studied studied programming, and from there, just things kind of progressed to data and analytics and um, any you know I'm, I'm a tech at heart, so any any new kind of technologies is is the sort of route that I went into. Um, but I think you know it'd be fair to say, sort of last ten years, I've been blessed to work with sort of business people who've who fashioned a bit more than just technical understanding in my head um, the whole sort of merging and convergence of business and IT and, and how does it sort of work together uh, I've been lucky in the last sort of 10 years to really get get understanding and kind of grow in that area mm-hmm. wonderful uh, any interesting books you're reading currently yeah so I think I, I got a bit of a problem in that I I have about three or four books open at the same time um, so <laughs> I've got a couple. I think the the one that sort of really stands out um, is it's it's a book by Brad Huddleston called uh, Digital Cocaine, mm. um, and so, very interesting book. So I I am um, I've I've been at that lecture. Yes, uh, I've heard it. And off the back of that, I wrote a song called Digital Cocaine. Oh, wow. Interestingly okay. enough, so I'll, I'll I'll play it for you one day. Maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll bomb it on Absolutely. the podcast. Absolutely, put it on the, the yeah yeah. I think it was you know it's really pertinent. I think for me that that's really why I I'm, I don't want to say I'm enjoying the book because it, it does bring up some hard sort of lessons. But sure. I think the world that we're in and technology wise, you know, you, you've got screens in front of you. Our kids have got screens in front of us. So mm-hmm. just the fact that, um, you know, looking at a screen all day can can produce the same results that cocaine does in your yeah. brain is quite sobering. Yeah. So that's one book. And then then I've got a couple of um, uh, quantum physics books that I'm, I'm busy reading. It's, it's one of my um, passions. 
uh, quantum physics. So wonderful. Yeah, I, I have to read it over and over though, because half the time I don't understand what I'm reading. So. <laughs> I, I, I said this, I mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago with Mandla Madi, who was speaking about his passion for mathematics and applied mathematics. And and there comes a point in each one of these interviews that I realized I'm boxing above my fighting weight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quantum physics was that moment. For, okay, for this <laughs> it settled right early in the in the <laughs> chat. Yeah. Cool. Uh, tell me, Anthony, um, along your business and data and integration journey, what's been your greatest learning? I think my greatest learning is, let, let me put it like this. So I don't know, Ren, if you've ever sort of sat beside a nice fireplace and, and sort of experienced the warmth of a nice fireplace. At the same time, that fire, if you had to put your hand to it, would actually burn your skin off. Mm. But what I think my greatest learning is that technology has two sides to it. It's like that fire. It can you know, produce a nice, romantic, lovely evening but at the same time, it can burn you. And I think that, that for me is, is in, in every, every circumstance, whether it's technology or business, there's always two sides to something. And you've got to, you've got to understand both sides to be able to actually apply it correctly. Mm. I think that's, you know, that would be my greatest understanding. And even you know, in terms of uh, Internet of Things and blockchain and stuff that we'll get into, you know, sometimes the technology itself for a specific company might not be necessary. It, it might be the... Um, that you'd experience the, the burn of the fire as opposed to the warmth. Mm. So, yeah, I think that would be really from a business side is that uh, you, technology is good, uh, business is good, but you've got to look at it from two sides sometimes. Sure. Yeah. sure. What is your biggest challenge in your current role at S2P? Uh, my biggest challenge would, would be um, learning, learning new technologies for, for customers that have never ever actually utilized that technology. Uh, so for example, we, we did one, uh, one project recently, about a year ago, where, where we did some, some, some integration between systems that it was the first in the world and I'd never done it, uh, the customer had never done it. So it was kind of a journey together, learning what we could do and what we couldn't actually do. Mm. So I think maybe that, yeah, that would be my biggest sort of challenge is, is learning the scope of what the customer wants as well as what the technology can give, especially when it's a scenario where both of us haven't actually done it before. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to dive into a bit of uh, Internet of Things and blockchain Absolutely, and, yeah. and so on. Uh, all of those are, are very new. And so I think anyone who's spent longer than a week uh, <laughs> in those fields is a is an expert. So I'm cracking my day. You're on about two and a half. Absolutely, weeks, so yes. I'm right at the top. Absolutely. How how do IoT, blockchain, and AI converge? Yeah. So I think, you know, talking through around technologies, it's being a technical person. It's quite easy for me to become technology centric or focused on a specific technology, and I think tech techies in general. So you'll hear about words blockchain, you'll hear about words of, you know, we, we've got to do Internet of Things, we've got to put in AI. And on their own, though, they're just technologies. And, and, and I alluded to it earlier, is that one of the biggest lessons for me in the last 10 years is, is discovering where technology plays with business. And I think the, 
on their own, they're just technologies. But when you bring them together, they have a great potential, specifically from a procurement point of view, um, to actually meet some serious needs around data that we have. Uh, you know, another sort of word that people throw out is big data, et cetera. And, and I actually think that those three technologies, when you converge them, when they work together aligned, can actually genuinely enable big data. So it goes from just a buzzword to, to something meaningful. So, yeah. And what, what do these technologies bring to the procurement world? Sure, sure, absolutely. So I think you know, it's important to understand that procurement, like most business disciplines, is really a data-driven discipline now. Uh, that is, you, you want to get insights from your procurement data. You're dealing with master data. You're dealing with requisitions, POs. You're dealing with suppliers. So to, to really understand your, your suppliers, your spend, your, your master data, you want to be analyzing. You want to be looking at data. So it's, it's a data-driven discipline, as, as most disciplines are in business. So to, to really make quality decisions or actions on it, you, there's a couple of sort of principles. Uh, first of all is you have to have sufficient data. Uh, in, in other words, if, if you want to make a decision over looking at your supply spend over the last three years, you have to have three years' worth of data. And so sufficient data is important. Also, you have to know that the data that you're looking at is, you can trust it. It's, it's, it's quality data. It's clean data. So there's a trust element to it. And then you want insights into that data. So you, you, you want to be able to track some trends, etc. So if you take those three areas, um, each of those technologies basically address a specific area. The Internet of Things uh, is just a data generator, if you, if you look at it from a data point of view. It's, you've got a whole bunch of devices connected, and all it's doing is just creating bytes all the time. It's generating data. So, so Internet of Things takes care of the sufficiency of data. It, it in fact, will produce more data than you actually need. Mm. To give you an idea, I mean, I think at the moment there's about six billion cell phones connected to the Internet. It's their forecast in 2020 there'll be 50 billion devices mm. connected. So you can imagine the amount of data that that's going to generate. So Internet of Things addresses the sufficiency of data. Blockchain, you know, blockchain is quite an interesting technology. I think people, when, when you talk blockchain, they think, you know, cryptocurrencies and illegal trading. Mm. Um, but I think when you, when you start looking at blockchain from a procurement point of view or from any business discipline, you really want to look at what it gives you. And that is it gives you trust in your data. So don't worry around the technology side as to you know how does it work, what is blockchain, etc. It's it's sufficient to know from a business side when you're looking at how how can I incorporate blockchain is that it's going to create a trust for your data. So the quality of your data is is what blockchain can actually address. So therein you already have two two of those uh, data needs identified: mm -hmm. sufficiency and and quality or, or trust. And the third one, if you if you think of it. Let's say, for example, you have five years worth of history of spend data. The effort that you will require to actually gain insight into it is, is a trade-off. There, there will be quite a lot of man hours that you'll need to put into it. And that's where AI comes into play. That it, If you can teach a robot how to gain insight into your data, you can get insight much quicker than, than a human would. And, and so it can actually address the, the multitude of data sources, the quality of data, the sufficiency of data by putting AI onto it and you can actually gain insight from, from it. So I think that's 
That's how the sort of three would converge. Obviously, we're talking procurement, so from a supplier point of view, from a spend point of view, mm. from materials, from your commodities, you know, you, you can gain insight in that way. Mm. So I've, I've seen Terminator. Yeah. I know how this movie ends. I want to know whether AI is going to take our jobs and take over the world. You know, th there's actually a, a good possibility that it might take over some, some of our jobs. I think we, we need to be clear on that. But... You know, man is quite adaptable. And for every job that it might take over, I, I am of the opinion that we will create other jobs, mm. other forms of jobs. Other, it will most probably release uh, creativity in mankind like we've never seen before. Mm. You know, all of a sudden, you've got a bunch of robots doing jobs that, not, not, that are not, um, what's the word? Sorry, my mind's gone blank. You, you've got a bunch of jobs that, that we were doing two years ago but man, by his nature, is, is inquisitive, is, is wants to work. So we will think up other jobs. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm not worried that, uh, you know, Arnold's going to come and uh, <laughs> take us out. <laughs> it's uh, That's good to hear. Yeah, I, I think we, we'll be able to manage it. Okay. And if, if you look at the speed of, uh, of technology and how fast it's progressing, what does AI look like to your mind in 2050? 2050, yeah, good question. I think 2050, there would most probably be uh, some devices that could sort of fit directly into our brains, our, ver our vertexes, where we'd be able to think and communicate with AI, with robots, um, that would actually increase our knowledge and our intellect uh, through, through nanorobots running around in our bodies. Um, uh, I see in 2050 a cures for cancer by purely... Um, as I said, nanorobots in our blood bloodstreams identifying cancer cells and, and killing them then. Mm. So, yeah, I think AI has, again, the analogy of, of the fire, I think it has good and bad connotations. And, and if, if some of the good things is, is really that it will improve our health, mm. uh, in, in, improve our lives, you know, our lifespan and our lifestyle, as well as uh, increase our abilities and our, our knowledge. Mm. I think that's where it would be going, yeah. Well, that's exciting. At least we're not getting taken out by the robots then. <laughs> Can you describe for us a real-life procurement scenario where we'd see the convergence of these three technologies? Yeah, right. So it's, it's, a, it's a scenario that I'm sort of thinking through my head and if there's any potential uh, customers who want to be uh, guinea pigs to, to prove the concept, we, we're open for business. But it's uh, imagine this. Imagine... Take first of all example of what what Internet of Things is. It's it's any device that is connected to the internet. So I'm I receive an order from a customer, or let's say I'm the customer. Sorry, let's say I'm the customer. I, I place an order with a supplier. So through my normal ERP or through my through my my spend platform, the generation of that order could trigger. Remember, Internet of Things, my computer is connected to the Internet of Things, sure. or to the Internet, so it is an Internet of Things. The generation of that order can trigger an event into blockchain, private blockchain or a public blockchain, doesn't matter, but, but it will record a data element that will drop into blockchain. Blockchain, by definition, is very basically a series of blocks on computers all over the world or on a private network, depends on how you set it up, that actually provide auditing capabilities on that set of data. So it's very difficult to manipulate that data once it's into that blockchain. So picture it. 
I place an order. That order gets gets put in from my computer or from my internet into blockchain. The process then, obviously, the supplier prepare, prepares the goods, prepares the commodities, materials, and let's say it takes three weeks for, to deliver into my warehouse. In my warehouse, I have a number of different bins with sensors on it. As that product gets delivered into bin A, the sensor picks it up, tracks that order, and sends another entry into blockchain, which says this is the date or the time that those goods were ordered. So you have Internet of Things capturing the data into blockchain, which is now validating that data and saying, this is the time when I ordered, this is the time when it was delivered. Mm. AI would come into play where you'd actually run, run a, an algorithm on that set of data, which could create, by default, let's say a supplier score in terms of how long does it take for them to deliver. You can add some some other algorithms or, or other parameters in, like what was the the value of the order, you know, versus the time of delivery, etc. So you could generate a couple of key KPIs or metrics based on that. Suppose automatic ordering could come into that. Absolutely, well. absolutely. So you could a couple of sort of permutations from there. First of all, you know, automatic ordering. Secondly, supplier scoring. Mm -hmm. So you could, you know, you could feed that back into your procurement platform or your spend platform. And if you had a thousand customers providing that kind of information into your, your procurement, procurement platform, it would be something where you could, could score suppliers and say, you know, these are our top 10 delivery, uh, top 10 scorers in terms of delivery. You could do deals with them, negotiate, you know, every, every customer that comes onto the spend platform could automatically receive a 5% discount through that supplier. You know, so you could you could trigger biz, real business values mm. based on just simple devices connecting, collecting data automatically without you having to know about it. Sitting, putting AI onto it and say, create a couple of formulas or a couple of scores for me so that uh, you know, we can track which suppliers are doing well, etc. And I think that's a very basic, but a, a real life, and a, a very basic, but a real life scenario that could be implemented now mm. we don't have to wait a year or two years or three years for it you know it's, it's the technology is already there for that mm. i think it's a yeah it would be a good very basic scenario of of that wonderful anthony thank you so much for your time Re i really appreciate it uh, very insightful i'm glad to hear the machines aren't <laughs> going to destroy us but but in fact that they deliver real value to to business i think if you want to know more uh get in touch with uh with anthony uh, at S2P Consulting, uh, you can go to www.s2pconsulting.co.za uh, and get hold of him that way. Thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, thank you listeners for, for joining us at One Small Step. We'll catch you again next week. Thanks, Red.